Hello and welcome to the Eating Disorder Therapist podcast. This is a podcast to help you find peace with food and overcome disordered eating. And I'm Harriet Frew, aka the Eating Disorder Therapist. And I'm so excited to share with you all kinds of stories, tips, information and guest interviews to help you on your journey in finding peace with food. So thank you so much for listening today. Now today I want to talk about comparing yourself with others because this is something that comes up in the therapy room all the time for my clients and it occurs around body image issues but also around lots of other life areas too. So comparing ourselves, I mean I think as humans it's a very natural thing that we do. We are social beings, we are kind of always consciously or unconsciously checking out our social status. And I guess in life as well, I think it's helpful, necessary, encouraging, even inspiring to have people that have gone before us, can trailblaze and motivate us to be our best selves. And I can think myself of many people along my life journey who have played such an important role in helping me to stretch to high limits, push myself beyond my comfort zone, and have given me real hope, often unknowingly when I've read their books, to take a leap into more challenging waters and lead a fuller life. But what can be dangerous is when you give this person, maybe God or goddess-like status, you have them on the pedestal, you assume they're perfect, gorgeous, multi-talented, they're always right, they have it all sussed, and you put them up there on the throne of specialness, and they can be seen as superior, better than, worthy, etc. And of course, all of this isn't helped by social media. People fuel this phenomenon by naturally posting, speaking, writing about the most glossy, shiny version of themselves for all to see. Also presenting their most put together version, public face as they go about their daily lives. But of course, it's just a snapshot. And when we see these images, we can often like look at them and feel very sort of admiring, even like kind of worshipping, assuming that these people that we are looking at, whoever it might be, that they have it all together. And no one really has it all together, but you know, it's so seductive, isn't it, to be lured down this path. And I think often as well, when we look at these images, when we look at others in this way, we can feel quite envious and maybe a bit contemptuous sometimes. You know, how dare they have it all together and seemingly have such a picture-perfect life? It's just not fair. So of course the problem with putting people on pedestals is this is not conducive to creating and boosting your own self-esteem. If someone is up there with the gods, then you are inevitably down and possibly feeling inadequate, less than and not really good enough. You're giving away your power, to which others in this elevated position might unconsciously respond to. Anyone with a streak of narcissism in their psyche will love the fact that they are adored and will undoubtedly encourage this even if unconsciously. Who would not like to feel idealised, worshipped and special, it's a trap we can all be vulnerable to slipping into. And certainly if you look up to others, then you are likely to be looking down on others too. And this is harder to admit for all of us and it can be often very subtle. Looks, job, status, house ownership, accent, clothes, education. We can all we can all like to think of ourselves as very accepting and non-judgmental. However, the reality can be somewhat different. And I think as well, if you tend to elevate people onto pedestals, then sometimes as well, 
you might find, although you are doing that more and you are feeling in the inferior position, you will have those moments probably where you are feeling superior to others and putting them in the inferior position. And it's because you're doing this kind of whole comparing thing and you're in the habit of doing it. So when you look down on others, this is a subtle way of trying to feel better inside. Again, this whole comparing. And when you feel you compare favorably to others, you might feel a temporary boost to your self-esteem and worth. So striving for the perfect body, the cleanest house, the best behaved children, the highest flying career can often be an attempt to boost flagging self-worth. And the feeling that at least this is the one thing I can do better than others. And we can all be vulnerable to doing this. You know, we live in a very externally validating, striving society. So if you notice yourself doing a lot of comparing, putting people on pedestals, falling into that superior, inferior trap, have a think about where it might be rooted. Because possibly you were compared a lot to your siblings or friends as a child, and this may have been from others, or it may have been for whatever reason, you started to compare yourself and feel less than or better than than others. So have a think about where it might be rooted and think about the earliest time in your life that you notice this happening. So who are you putting on a pedestal today or comparing yourself to? Is there someone at work maybe who seems to be especially talented, clever or super a super communicator you feel you could never measure up? Do you look at mums at the school gates and assume they have the perfect lives and faultless children? Do you have a friend who always seems to have it all together, looks, career, work or family life? And who are you looking down on? Do you feel that you're better than someone because of your appearance, your body, the way you look? Do you feel superior due to your education or career? And are you aware of making endless comparisons to others in an attempt to make yourself feel better? So these are quite hard questions to answer and I think it's quite hard for us to admit to because I think none of us likes to think that sometimes we feel superior. And also I think we don't really like to think of us feeling inferior either and we don't like to feel envious of others we don't like to be comparing ourselves to others but I want to just say that these are all normal human things to do and um, the really helpful thing is just to openly you know bring this into your awareness because when you're aware of it you can begin to think about where it's rooted you can start to think about changing and um, modifying your behavior and maybe having a different relationship to yourself and others. So how do you break this pedestal comparing trap and create better self-esteem from the inside out? So number one, it's the good old awareness thing. Notice when you're doing it, start to be aware. Initially, it was going to be really quite hard to change, but simply noticing and just thinking, there I go again, I'm doing it again. How annoying, but there I go again. You're starting to bring it into your awareness and once you are aware, it gives you a chance to consider change or to think about doing something differently. Number two, remember that no one is perfect. No matter what their Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat page says, or if they appear perfect to the outside world, part of being human is to have problems, flaws, and things we struggle with. Everyone has their meltdowns, bad hair days, problems, struggles, and difficulties. Yes, everyone. And if someone's life looks particularly perfect, it's probably too good to be true, okay? Because feeling that you have to be perfect is um, a sort of safety behavior that people will kind of cling on to because they are so desperate to avoid criticism from the outside world 
and it's a way of protecting yourself. So if someone's life looks too perfect, it's probably not all as it seems. Number three, anyone who seems too perfect, be curious. So just be really, just be questioning it. You know, if that flawless outer shell all looks just so good, question what might be going on underneath. Maybe they are feeling insecure. Maybe they need to feel in control all the time. Maybe they're very anxious. So you can always have some compassion for someone. If it all looks too perfect, I would certainly be thinking, oh, that poor person must feel under so much pressure to maintain all of that and feel a lot of like empathy and compassion for them. Number four, don't try to be anyone else but your best self. Okay, someone else might be beautifully dressed or a social butterfly, but rather than compare though, focus on your own strengths and qualities and attributes that are unique to you. Because when we compare, we can't really win because we are tending to look for in others the things sometimes as well that we feel we're lacking in ourselves. Or say for example, if you don't like your nose, for example, you're going to be going out in the world looking at people's noses with much more scrutiny. And when you're going out there looking for the evidence that other people have better noses than you, you are going to find that evidence and you're going to feel that there's something wrong with you and you're going to feel worse. So it's great to put the blinkers on to those comparisons, to go inwards, focus on what are your own innate qualities and strengths. Number five, be kinder to yourself, less judgmental, more compassionate. Be kinder to others, less judgmental and more compassionate. And this makes life a whole lot easier. Um, And if someone seems to be a step ahead in their experience, wisdom or communication, see this as a valuable learning opportunity. So you can learn, soak up the knowledge and apply the best bits to your own life. You don't have to be them. You can be the very best version of you. So I want to talk just quickly now as well about challenging unfair body comparisons that we often do. Now, when we compare ourselves body-wise, we often tend to compare ourselves with particular people and it's quite an unconscious thing, but we will zoom in on certain people and we will tend to ignore others. So it's important really as well to notice if you compare yourself to a particular type of person or a particular person, what is it about that person that's particularly triggering for you? See if you can identify it because it will help you start to understand your comparisons and um, where it might be rooted, maybe what you're not allowing yourself or why are you focusing so much on one particular thing? So a great exercise to challenge body image comparisons, and this is taken from Getting Better Bite by Bite by Eureka Smith and Janet Treasure. So they say, go into a cafe, sit on a bench and watch passers-by. Choose somewhere where you'll have a good chance of seeing a diversity of different body shapes and types. Your local town could be a good for this, could be a good place for this and have a look at the people walking past. Are they all thin, good looking or perfectly groomed? Probably not. You know, if you see the first 20 people that walk past, do they have perfect bodies? They don't. It's not like you see on social media. So have a look as well. What means that someone looks good? Is it about their style, their dress sense, their posture, their facial expression, anything else? And what can you learn from this exercise in improving your own body image? Because often we are looking at the world in such a distorted way. We are comparing um, and looking at people in in a very sort of um, focused way and not seeing the bigger picture. We are not seeing the diversity of bodies. We are kind of creating a lot of misinformation for our brains and then having a lot of comparing and feeling bad. Okay, well, I hope this is this uh, episode has given you some food for thought. If you're not following me already, do seek me out on Instagram at the eating disorder therapist underscore. 
looking for further support with your relationship with food, do go to the eatingdisordertherapist.co.uk. If you enjoy this podcast, I'd be so grateful if you'd follow, rate and review as it helps it reach so many more listeners. Thank you so much for listening today and I look forward to sharing another podcast episode with you very soon. Thank you.